0: Once again, thank you so much for being part of our family. Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Does anyone have a shofar with them? Can you come up uh, up here that way everyone can see you online? If you come up here with your shofar, it'd be great. Come on right up here. Shofar blowers up here, please. Who else? Okay. All right. Bring us into another wonderful, awesome Shabbat service. Wait, wait,
1: wait. So early, so early. I'm coming, I'm
0: coming. I'm okay. All right. Ready? We're Go. On. Hallelujah. Amen. So we want to welcome everybody online. Dave, if you come and check on Dave, Dave, come and check and make sure the video is right. We want to welcome everybody online that's joining us, everyone here. We thank you for joining us for a wonderful, awesome Shabbat service. And so we have a few things we always talk about in our. Liturgy, and I don't have it. Hopefully, you guys can remember what the liturgy sounds like. But normally, we have uh, things up online uh, or on the screen, but because of the daylight, you're not going to be able to see it. So, hopefully, you'll be able to remember. Let me see here. Um, So, in the opening adoration and in the music, course, you'll see that uh, his name is spelled out, Yodevave, we want you to feel comfortable pronouncing that name, however you feel convicted to say it, the same will go for his son's name, and in the opening adoration, you'll notice that it's, we are just, it's 85% from the Psalms of King David, David being a man that knew how to pray, had a heart like the Father, so we love to declare those things, the Psalms, which are just glorifying him who he is, so if you would all stand with me. Hopefully you remember the words. Let's begin the opening adoration together. Blessed be he who spoke and the world came into being. Blessed be he. Blessed is he who maintains creation. Blessed is he who speaks and does. Blessed is he who decrees and fulfills. Blessed is he who has mercy on the earth. Blessed is he who has mercy on creatures. Blessed is he who gives good reward to those who fear him. Blessed is he who lives forever and endures to eternity. Blessed is he who redeems and rescues. Blessed is his name. Blessed are you, Yahweh our God, King of the universe, the God, the merciful Father, who is praised by the mouth of his people, praised and glorified by the tongues of his devout ones and his servants. We shall love you, Yahweh our God, with praises and songs. And now Psalm 100, a psalm for thanksgiving. Shout joyfully to Yahweh, all the earth. Serve Yahweh with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that Yahweh himself is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for Yahuwah is good. His loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. We say this in the name of our Master and King Hushua. Amen and amen. Well, Psalm 100 has taught our community a wonderful thing. And what it has taught is that we are going to enter his courts with praise in a minute but it says that we should enter his gates with thanksgiving. And so before we come out and worship and dance to magnify him, let's come before a merciful God and let's give him a thanksgiving offering, amen? Amen. Father, we come to you in your son Yahushua's name. We thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for this Sukkot. We thank you for Yom Kippur, that our names are written in the book of life, that your mercy and your grace is enduring and everlasting forever. We thank you, Father, that we get to tabernacle with you during Sukkot, that, Father, we get to learn from you and get to fellowship with one another. We're here out uh, in tents and RVs, and we're camping, Father, with you for eight days. And, Father, we just thank you for all that you teach us and show us about living together and about community, the things you're showing us about relationship with you, the things that you're showing us about having love and unity, to keep communities going and abounding. We thank you for all who had a heart to come and fellowship and everyone online that had a desire to join us online and all that would be touched by the words in your Torah today. We give you glory and praise in your Son Hushua's name. Amen. Amen. All right, are you ready to worship? If you're going to worship and dance, now you can go out here or you can go over there in the shade. It's up to you wherever you want to go. But if you're going to worship and dance, get into a circle, and let's get ready to worship the king. Amen? All right, let's see if I can get this to go. I can't Hallelujah. Oh, wow. I have a Talit here. Gentlemen need to. Well, first, before we do that, like, Rafi, do you have some oil? Okay, so out there in the shade, right out where you guys were singing, if you have needs, I got to tell you something. I don't know about you, but just watching the joy. Watching the heart. What, what an eye that was of fellowship. Amen. So now it's time. It's a very serious part of our fellowship. If you have needs, if you have petitions, if you would gather out there, Ralphie's going to get up there and close. Uh, we want to we offer up the prayers, the petition for the Almighty. They're going to get out the tallit. And so everybody, well, we don't do the tallit yet. So everybody that has needs, get in a circle out there. Ralphie and the men are going to start anointing with oil. And uh, we're going to bring these petitions up. Amen. Hi, John. Hi,
2: Deborah. How are you doing? Hello, Hallelujah, What you got on
3: there? I'm a swell guy. <laughs> Where'd you get that? <laughs> hey,
2: do you know what? The code is in Now, test one two.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: Test one, two, one, two. <laughs> test one two one two. One. One. Two, one. Okay. So they are putting a tav on everyone's forehead so we get this tav from ezekiel chapter 9 verses 4 and 6 where the almighty told the angel with the writing instrument to go throughout all of israel put a mark on everyone's forehead of course the word mark is the hebrew just the letter tav, tov being sign of the covenant slanted a little bit like a cross so what an amazing thing going on in the foreheads of those who are going to be spared from the calamity and so we believe it's also the mark in Revelation that's going to spare the people from the same disaster, since God doesn't change. Amen? Amen. Amen. So with that being said, and everyone is receiving a mark, that once one. Upon... And before we offer petitions, I'm going to give the mic to Ralphie to, to do the prayer. I want to lead us in a prayer of repentance, because... Uh, James chapter 5 verses 14 to 16 declares that, you know, I'm going to kind of sum it up, it says that you know, you're to bring everybody before the community and the elders are to, to anoint them and pray for them and things will be forgiven. So sins will be forgiven. So that's what we're doing here. And everyone has needs. So but before we present the needs, we've got to make things right, clean the house. So let's come before a merciful God and let's clean our hearts. Amen. Father, we come to you as a community on Sukkot. Not only is this a feast, not only is this a Shabbat, but it's also the appointed hour of prayer. It's another moed. So it's a triple moed today, Father. So we thank you right now that we can come to you and we can offer our repentance before you and, and, and lift up these petitions. We admit that we've sinned, committed iniquity, we've transgressed before you. We walked our own way and not your way. We broke the commandments, turned our back on them. But Father, you are righteous in all you've done, and we only have open shame. But we accept your offering of Messiah Husha, on our behalf, we ask for your forgiveness. We acknowledge the sins, iniquities, and transgressions of our forefathers, and we ask that you would cleanse us of all of our impurity and all of our uncleanness by the blood of the Lamb, Amen and Amen. Father Yahuwah, there is none
4: like you. Father, you are unique. There is no Elohim. There is none. No one counseled you when you brought forth all things seen and unseen and spoke it, in, spoke it to me. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you revealed yourself to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that you were the eternal one, the eternal one of your called out people, Israel. And Father, we recognize that we are your work that you have designed and created us and father we come knowing that father without you we are completely nothing and father only by your hand and by your mercy and your love do we have anything and father you know of all of our needs of course before we even ask But Father, we come and we ask that your ear would be attentive to your people today. As your children bring up things, petitions, we ask that you would answer and act among your people. Father, there are many of us who are are not feeling well, and Father, we ask that you would bring healing because you can do that father you bring uh, provision you provide you open the doors you direct father you're the one who gives sound good wisdom and father we ask that you would do this today amongst your people those who those needs are here and father we come knowing that father that you give you, you answer according to your will and the the character of your name, Father. That there is nothing, nothing that is too short that your hand cannot provide. So, Father, we thank you again that you allow us to come before you. And Father, we want to uh, we want you to know that we believe your report. We believe the report that your your very words became flesh and that he dwelt among us your only breath for son Yeshua, Messiah our king father who laid his life down and took it back up with your great authority and father our hope is in you your faithful words And father thank you for the empowerment of your spirit so we can overcome all things because you are our Elohim you are our mighty one and there is none like you father thank you
0: So they're going to, you can just flip the mute button on it. So the men are going to get the tallit out, so everyone stay there. As the men get the tallit out, the kids are going to come. And as the kids come, actually, you can leave that mic on right so that everyone can hear them singing. So as they get the uh, uh, the tallit out and the kids come forward, we have a song to sing. And the song is, (laughs) He named my tohu (laughs)
3: Shepherds are king of the yakka, the leg
0: And as everybody makes their way back to their seat, it's okay if you want to move your chair into the shade. That's fine too. Whatever is going to be best for you. Test one, two. So, some of the songs that we're going to sing, uh, this one is going to be. Let me pull this up so that I can remember it. Shalom 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 aleinu, They are called Israel. Nimru, Eru, Amen.
2: Yahase Shalom, Yahase shalom. Yeah, shalom. shalom my lay new. They are called Israel. Yeah, shalom, Yahase Shalom, shalom. Say shalom, shalom, shalom alei Israel. al kol Yah shalom, Aleinu shalom, Israel.
0: Hallelujah. Okay, we have another song to sing. And this one is called, wait a minute here. It's the Shema. Can everyone face Yerushalayim? and let's say the Shema together? Shema Israel, Yahuwah Eloheinu, Yahuwah Echad, Baruch Shem Kevod Leolam Hero Israel. Yahweh is our God, Yahweh is one. Blessed is the name of his glorious kingdom for all eternity. And now the Bahafta, which means you shall love and comes to us from Deuteronomy chapter 6, you shall love Yahweh your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your resources. Let these matters that I command you today be upon your heart. Teach them thoroughly to your children and speak of them while you sit in your home, while you walk on the way, when you retire, and when you arise. Bind them as a sign upon your arm, and let them be to fill them between your eyes. And write them on the doorposts of your house and upon your gates. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. We say this in the name of our Master and King, Yushua, Amen and Amen. You may be seated. Alfonso, you want to read Exodus chapter 10? Ralphie, if you want to get the mic to Alfonso, he can read Exodus chapter 10 for us.
4: Where are you at, Alfonso? OK.
5: Shamoof. Exodus chapter 10. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, Go in to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his servants, so that I show these signs of mine before him, and that you relate in your hearing of your son and your son's son, what I have done in Mitzrayim, and my signs which I have done among them. And you shall know that I am Yahuwah. And Moshe and Aaron came into Pharaoh and said to him, Thus says Yahuwah Elohim of Ebring. Till when shall you refuse to humble yourselves before me? Let my people go so that they serve me. Or else, if you refuse to let my people go, see tomorrow I am bringing locusts within your borders and they shall cover the surface of the land so that no one is able to see the land and they shall eat the rest of what has escaped, which remains to you from the hell and they shall eat Every tree which grows up for you out of the field, and they shall fill your houses, and the houses of all your servants, and the houses of all the Mitzvahites, which neither your fathers nor your fathers' fathers have seen since the day that they were on the earth till this day. Then he turned and went out from Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's servants said to him, Till when would this be a snare to us? Let the men go, so that they serve Yahuwah their Elohim. Do you not yet know that Mitzrayim is destroyed? And Moshe and Eheron were brought back to Pharaoh? And he said to them, go, serve Yahweh your Elohim. Who are the ones that are going? And Moshe said, we are going with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds we are going, for we have a festival to Yahweh. And he said to them, let Yahweh be With you as I let you and your little ones go, watch for evils before your face. Not so, your men go now, and serve Yahuwah, for that is what you desired. And they were driven out from the presence of Feherah. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, stretch out your hand over the land of Mitzrayim, for the locusts to come upon the land of Mitzrayim, and eat every plant of the land, all that the hell has left. And Moses stretched out his rod over the land of Mitzrayim. And Yahuwah brought an east wind on the land all that day and all that night. Morning came and the east wind brought the locusts. And the locusts went up over all the land of Mitzrayim and settled within all the borders of Mitzrayim. Very grievous. There had not, never been locusts like them before, nor would there ever be again like them. And they covered the surface of all the land so that the land was darkened. And they ate every plant of the land and all the fruit of the trees, which the hell had left. And no greenness was left on the trees or on the plants of the field and all the land of Mitzrayim. Pharaoh then called for Moshe and Aaron in haste and said, I have sinned against Yahweh your Elohim and against you. And now please bear my sin only this once and pray to Yahweh your Elohim that he would only turn away this death from me. And he went out from Pharaoh and prayed to Yahuwah. And Yahuwah turned a very strong west wind, which took the locusts away and blew them into the sea of reeds. Not one locust was left within all the border of Mitzrayim. However, Yahuwah hardened the heart of Pharaoh and he did not let the children of Israel go. And Yahuwah said to Moshe, stretch out your hand toward the Shammahim and let there be darkness over the land of Mitzrayim even a darkness which is felt. And Moshe stretched out his hand toward the Shamayim, and there was thick darkness in all the land of Mishrim for three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days, while all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. And fact, Haral called to Moshe and said, Go, serve Yahuwah, only leave your flocks and your herds behind. Let your little ones go with you too. But Moshe said, you yourself are to provide us with slaughterings and burnt offerings to prepare for Yahweh our Elohim. And our livestock are to go with us too. Not a hoof is to be left behind. for We have to take some of them to serve Yahweh our Elohim. And we ourselves do not know with what we are to serve Yahweh until we come there. However, Yahweh hardened the heart of Pharaoh and he would not let them go. And Pharaoh said to them, get away from me. Watch yourself and see my face no more. For in the day you see my face, you die. And Moshe said, you have spoken rightly. Never again do I see your face.
0: Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We pray that you open our eyes and our ears to the wonderful things you want us to learn. Thank you for this awesome, wonderful camp. The hearts and love that your people that you have drawn to yourself have come to fellowship. What a what a beautiful time and what a beautiful day. What a beautiful property. We thank you, Father, for Dave and Deborah the hosts who have allowed us to come and we just this is so sweet and awesome. We thank you. May you be glorified in Yeshua's name, amen. amen. Okay. So I'm facilitating a Durash style like we did last Shabbat. And of course Ralphie's got a mic. And we want, uh, he's got it over there. So we want you to uh, chime in and get a part of this. Let me see here. Mark, yes. You wanted me to remind you about the Shabbat, the Sukkot and Shabbat Tide. Oh, so, yes. Uh, I felt that we don't ever do this. But if Ralphie can of get the zedaka box and just we have a command not to come to this feast empty-handed. And so I want Ralphie to kind of walk through the camp and those of you that have the heart to and and, and what I like about what scripture says like when they gave to the building of the tabernacle, it says whosoever heart moved upon them to do it they did. So may you give as we so Ralphie if you kind of move we could through the I we could pass it. Huh? Yeah, he's got this basket he can I guess can pass and, and then Rafa can transfer it into the Sadaka box. Yeah. Wait, wait. We don't even have a money here. Oh well then. Maybe after uh, this okay, so as soon as service is over, we'll give an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a it's it's yeah, this is a, an awesome day and so we want to be sure to do that. Okay. Yes, Polly. Yeah, make sure you sign that. That would be great. That would be very helpful. So we're, we're in chapter 10 of Shemot, of Exodus. And so let's look at the first five verses. And if you have a comment, contribution, question, whatever, jump in. Uh, and so this is the first five verses. And uh, so I'm going to just give you a little starting point here in in verse 3 this is what Yahuwah the Elohim and I'm reading from the Septuagint the Elohim of the Hebrew says how long are you unwilling to and the, the Septuagint says respect me very interesting any thoughts on the Almighty is telling Pharaoh that you're not respecting me what does it say in the English how long you refuse to humble yourself before me? So how long will you refuse to humble? The Greek says, how long will you refuse to respect me? He's not giving him glory and honor. Any thoughts and comments on that? Just raise your hand. Anything at all in the first five verses? I will... Mentioned to you in verse 4: it says, You're not willing to send my people away. I'm going to bring you this hour tomorrow. And notice that now he is making distinctions. He is declaring the very hour that the plague is going to come. It's going to come at the, this very hour tomorrow. You're going to see this plague come. So, can you, I mean, you can imagine everybody's waiting. The next day comes, they're waiting. Oh, let's see if it's going to happen. Okay, here we are. It's, it's, it's just Hours just about to come. Here it is. And can you imagine the people when they saw, here comes this massive amount so that one rendition I saw said that the whole ground was black, covered so heavy, you couldn't even, it's, it's no longer brown or whatever. It was completely a different color. That's amazing. Any, Yes.
3: Well, from like our roundtable discussion that we had earlier, respect meaning as if like Pharaoh didn't recognize our God as an authority, gave authority to all other gods that they had and all of this, but didn't respect our Elohim as you are the one true God, you have authority over our land.
0: So he's saying, let him go. He's not obeying and it's equating it to lack of respect. So how many people refuse to do what God says and in the Septuagint that's equating it to lack of respect? Dan.
6: Oh, (laughs) I didn't hear you. I have wind in my ears. (laughs) Uh, I thought this was interesting because sometimes I think people get confused in these passages That Yahweh, thank you. That Yahweh is hardening his heart so he can't humble himself. But this verse alone proves that's not true. And people get confused in Romans, I think, 10, about Yah hardening Pharaoh's heart. I just want to say that Yah only hardens a person's heart in the way they want to go.
0: Yeah.
6: Right. If they want to be rebellious, He'll help them out in that, so He can use them for a vessel of disgrace instead of a vessel of honor. And
0: we talked last week about this idea of um, hardening the heart really means be stubborn. He's becoming stubborn. And so he already has a stubborn heart. He's just allowing that stubborn heart to become more stubborn on the way that it naturally wants to go. So, yes, love that. Any other thoughts about the first five verses? Well, you guys are getting easy. Okay. Verse 5 through 10. Verse 7 says, The attendants of Pharaoh say to him, For how long will this be a, the Septuagint says, stumbling block? What does it say in the mesoretic? A snare. Stumbling block. Snare. Anybody have a different word than stumbling block or snare? Any other word? What does yours say? Huh? This is verse seven. seven. How long will this be a stumbling block? My NASB says, "How long this will you, this man be a snare to us?" Any other words used in any of the other translations? Huh? No, that's pretty much it. Now. I want to hone in on something, and I want you to notice in verse seven, he says, "Send the people away, that they may serve Yahweh their Elohim." Now we're going to get an idea of this, what this serving, because there's several words we're going to look at, but I'm not going to bring it up yet. I just want you to hone in on to let them go to serve. What does serve look like? And I think we're going to have a, a real good defining in the text here by the time we get down to the end and I'll point that out and then going on at the end of verse 7 it says you do, this is the Septuagint do you not know that Egypt lies in ruins now what would something what would it look like if what would it take to make a city look like it was in ruins war war this yeah the the Mesoretic says destroyed so what for them to use this language we haven't even gotten to you know I mean we' obviously have had hell we've had these others but we haven't even got to the death yet so this is they're already realizing this is pretty severe here and yet this man who's stubborn still at his counsel he's not listening. He may even have his wife telling him, "Are you a nut? What are you doing?" And now, the men that are counsels are telling him, "Don't you realize this is you know foolish? This is this is destroyed, Ralphie." No,
4: I would say uh, it's interesting too, just like how you're saying, it, it's a real personal ego thing with him now because just uh, look out. Okay, the crops are gone. <laughs> and you start thinking about that, it means, okay, everybody's not going to have food, there's gonna be, and it's like he didn't even care about his people at this point. Amen. And, and it was more about him and
0: his, <laughs> his person like, rather than others. It's like a personal, Issue between him and the God yeah. of the Hebrews, yeah, and
4: and that's the I think is interesting because you know all of us there's always this personal thing that we'll find, but sometimes we have to set us probably most of the time we have to set apart our own personal mm, interests or egos for the for others in general too,
0: and it's not know. just Pharaoh because Pharaoh's the the earthly representative of the. The gods of Egypt, the nine that are being destroyed. He's the earthly representative. And so the the, the council of nine that are being humbled before the Almighty, you know, he's probably thinking, man, I've got to stand up here. I'm the representative for all these uh, that we've been worshiping for who knows how long.
4: Yeah, so then I would imagine then the people are thinking if Pharaoh doesn't care about us and he's that representative (laughs) of those, uh, okay, that breaks down the
0: connection to the deities easily with the people with whatever they're worshiping. And this would add to the understanding of how many people of the Egyptians came out because of what they're seeing going on amongst the Pharaoh and these false deities. Good stuff. Anyone other comments here for verse uh, one uh, 5 through 10?
3: It just reminds me of how there's going to be destruction of the land in the end times as well. Yes. Only here the servants seem to understand that it's Yahuwah. Or, well, they know at least the representative of him, that it's Moses that, right. that Pharaoh should be listening to. And he's like, hey, they're saying, hey, listen, or, you know, yes. come on, stop this. But in the end, people still won't repent. Yes. So, um, I don't know,
0: just saw a parallel there. Amen. Rafi, I think I have a another mic that has a windscreen on it. Uh, yeah, right here. Do you want to put this on so that you cut the wind out? Yeah. That'll help with the uh, wind noise as you're moving the mic around. Okay.
2: Mr. Jaune. So uh, later on, he talks about, well, who's going to go with you? <laughs> oh, is it just the men's going, right? Yeah. And then it's, well, you're not going to take your your cattle with the flock with you, are you? Yeah. So he's trying to, he knows he's in a bad spot. I mean, he's not completely stupid. And and, and he's got a hardened heart, but he knows he's he's not, so he's negotiate or trying to renegotiate and uh, redefine the terms of the conditions so he can say he had input on what's going on.
0: And see, I think this hits something very, very special here, because we're going to find out that the cattle are one of the, this is the thing that serve and worship, the words we're going to see are tied to what they're going to do with the animals. And so he doesn't want, because I know he's had his counsel from the deities that he's serving, they're telling him, you know, this that's how they're gonna serve their God. Don't let them take the cattle. Let them go off in the wilderness
2: and do whatever they want to do, but don't, don't let them serve him. It kind of reminds me when they found Saddam Hussein in the spider hole, and he pulled him out and he says, I am prepared to negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> He knew the idea of offer
0: terms of peace, right? (laughs) That's funny. All right. I want to mention in, so I'm going to point these two words here. We're going to catch the other ones here in a minute. So as I pointed out in verse seven, it says, let them go. They might serve Yahweh their Elohim. In verse nine, it says, let them go. With our sons, our daughters, our sheep, and our cattle, for it is Yahweh our Elohim's feast. Hmm. And they're going to serve Him at a feast time. Interesting. What feast is that going to be coming up that they? Shavuot. Yeah. Passover. Pesach. Yeah. So, um, feast time, and then let's move through. Does anyone else have anything on the 5 through 10? So let's go 11 through uh, 15. And in 11, it says, Not so, but let the men go, and you serve God. Well, no, they can't serve him without the cattle, because this is how they're going to worship him. Now you say, well, Mark, how do we know that? I'm just, let's get this moving forward so you can see what I'm referring to. Let's jump down to verse 25. And it says, and Moses said, but you also will give us whole burnt offerings and sacrifices that we shall make to Yahuwah Elohim, and our animals will go with us, and we shall not leave behind a hoof. For from them we shall take to serve Yahweh Elohim, but we do not know how we will worship. So you've got serve, sacrifice, and worship all combined here in the idea of feast. Awesome, awesome, awesome defining of what's going to happen as they go off in the wilderness. So, with that being said, let's jump back up to 11 through 15. Any comments? One, I think it's interesting in
4: that then, because this is coming from, obviously, um, in a sense, from uh, Moses. So, there is this concept then... Um at least Moses is feeling I think we have to worship him with everything we have. Here. Okay. All your strength, all your resources, all you, you
0: know, so it's like and you know, it seems like a little bit oof. of a blueprint ahead of time right there. And you know what? That's a really good point I haven't even thought of. So we're here at Sukkot and did he mean don't come empty handed with just your cattle and your produce and your offerings? Or did he mean all your heart and like you're saying everything you have, your whole being? Don't be empty-handed. Wow. No, and that's interesting because we talked
4: about this earlier, with, uh, or oh, well, we talked about this with earlier with this stuff, and and we all tend to for maybe forget about it, but you know he's asked us for a completeness of our lifestyle. You know, not the weekend, not the not just on Shabbat it's like we are to practice have all this on our minds on a constant and we have to that's the only way we can really overcome because most of the time when we get into trouble with whatever it might be we mm, uh, lacked in our prayer life lacked in bringing it up of what's going on in every single
0: piece of our lives Amen Any other thoughts on 11 through 15? Okay, let's look at the next group. Verse 16 says Then Pharaoh hastened to summon Moshe and Aharon, saying, I have sinned. What's the Hebrew word here? To miss the mark? How does Pharaoh know that? How does Pharaoh know anything about sinning, missing the mark?
6: Interesting, isn't it? Go ahead, Dan. I believe there was a covenant right from Adam all the way up, and there was a line of people like Seth and no. Um, uh, Methuselah, so on, Noah, all of them, all the way up to this time that knew Yah's ways and shared Yah's ways with anybody who would listen. And I believe every nation knew what was right. And everyone knew what sinning was. Just like today, I bet
0: there may not be a single person on this earth doesn't know the idea of sinning. It's, I mean, the gospel has gone out to all the earth, so everybody understands what that is. So like you pointed out, The knowledge of Torah had gone out from father to son all through the generations. Just because they didn't do it doesn't mean they didn't know it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And it might be too, I think. However, he sees something wrong. I'm doing something wrong. He's not getting, but also what's playing here, you know, this whole concept a lot of times is, um, forgive me, but it's not really changing anything. If I say the right words, maybe I can get something going and I can carry on my way, (laughs) right?
0: Awesome. So then he says he sinned, and now he's going to declare what sin that he did. So in verse 17, he says, Therefore, bear with me, bear with my sin now again, pray to Yahuwah your Elohim, and let him take away from me this death. So it isn't one of the ones that the Israelites are bringing sacrifices for because the sins that bring about death, there's no offering. So he's committed something that's worthy of death and he understood it. He knew it. Take this death from me. Very interesting. No offering available for it. Okay. Any thoughts on that?
6: Um so the thought of repentance here, I know we were always taught back in the old days that <laughs> repentance just meant change your mind, which the Greek word does. But that's not Yahweh's repent uh, idea of repentance. Repentance means to change your mind. Unlike Pharaoh, he was just trying to get, you know, trying to get rid of the... Uh, consequence. The consequence. But repentance towards Yah, as we all know, is turning from my ways to his ways, right? So I can repent from sin and not turn to his ways, and I have not repented. That's right. This is taught around the world. Yep. Just repent from your sins, and you're okay. But it's, the second part is always left out, which we all know is true because we're sitting here, that you turn to his ways, and that's true repentance, right? This is what Pharaoh couldn't and wouldn't do.
0: Yeah, and the cool thing is... He's not just saying, forgive me my sin. He's gonna define it by saying, that which has brought death. So when we're talking about sin, iniquity, and transgression, we're, we're acknowledging that it's more than just sins and not mentioning it, but we're getting it more defined in that there is a breach of relationship. There's a breach in the contract. There is, uh, I've not only missed the mark, but something has separated us, yes.
1: Um, I see um, that many people can say, oh, I know I'm an alcohol, and I know I'm doing many things wrong, and I need that you uh, pray for me because I'm busy doing my sins. And I, I believe that not because you are venting means you are repenting. Benting <laughs> like, I'm a sinner. Please, you go and you know, pray for me, but I'm not really repenting.
0: Yeah, that's what, what
1: I don't offer to. What practice. does that look
0: like? Yeah, yeah, yeah not good. So we have another comment, two two comments back. Good, you guys are getting perked up. Just took a little bit.
7: <laughs> okay, um, in I in mine it says here it, um, and now for please forgive my sin only this once. <laughs> this is the scripture version. So uh, he is just. Feeling too much heat. That's what this boils down to. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. All right. I have to point out something. This side of the camp's pretty... I don't want to hear from over there, guys, too.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the sin unto death, isn't that idolatry?
0: Well, it's one of them.
1: And then uh, adultery also.
0: So there's, there's like. I, I went through the whole scriptures and there's like. 16 to 20 that brought about death
1: but i don't know if he's acknowledging that he's an a ado- uh, uh, idolater. idolater yeah yeah mm, i don't know
0: could be could be yeah any other thoughts comments before we move on okay all right barry oh barry all right oh, one all right. for that side i'm coming
4: Give me a second. Let everyone hear what you have to say.
6: I think this is one of those times when it's very obvious, no matter what the scientists are saying and, uh, and the COVID vaccines and all that kind of stuff, these got um, from one day to the next, the land is covered in black in with these things moving everywhere. The the ground is moving. And he realizes the day before there wasn't anything on the ground. And Moses said there would be. There was. And I think this is this is the big thing here is uh all the other things. I mean he said hail could come. Well he's used to hail coming. And he's used to locusts coming in, but not not to this. Degree and not from one moment to the next.
0: So, what was it that brought the hill? I mean, the, uh, the grasshoppers. What brought them? What's the Hebrew word? Ruach. 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 An east Ruach brought them in, and a west Ruach took them out. It's just, I think, I, if I recall,
4: east is also associated with ancient. Ancient future, ancient
7: past as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mentioned uh, that he said, and I and prayed this once, but I got noticing that um, Pharaoh, uh, in reality, when you look at this, he was really only, uh, how would I say it? He was only dealing with what he was seeing in front of him. I mean, there, was no, there was no evidence of heart here. But Moses also gave him every chance, or Yah gave him every chance, because he kept repeatedly uh, praying for him. He said, okay, I'll pray for you. you know, and, and he got, you know, he got the, the, the torture or the pressure was off. And he went right back to his old self.
0: And that's a great point. So we know that this is going to play out again. So with that in mind, is he going to extend the opportunity for repentance just like he did before? Displaying his mercy and his grace even in front of the the leaders of the world that become hard-hearted, he's still going to do what's righteous and just, give them the opportunity to to turn. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Uh, I mean, we, this is why we love him, right? One of the reasons. Okay, let's move through um, 20 through 25. All right, so 22 says, So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was darkness, gloom. You know what my Septuagint says? Hurricane on all the land of Egypt for three days darkness gloom hurricane three days woo any comments John
2: (laughs) if I remember correctly the Hebrew is the darkness is the same darkness that was um, like in the beginning. Oh shit, like (laughs) before there was even a light, it was like super dark. Yeah, so what would it look like if you're,
0: like it says, it's a darkness that can be felt, and you see over there in Goshen, (laughs) there's light. (laughs) What would that be like? I mean, it'd be like looking over there. We could see that the mountain over there, way off, it's, the, well, you couldn't even see it, pitch black, and then way off in a distance, you see a light, and it's nowhere else. You can't even walk because there's no light. What if it was so dark that they couldn't even light a lamp? Wow. That would be pretty severe, pretty heavy. Like I heard over here, it is a severe contrast. Yes. Yeah. So this can't be a solar eclipse because it's how long? Solar eclipse is what? At the most? Well, the totality, I think this is, is like minutes long. It's real it's not real long, but the real total I mean you'll have a real you know, it'll be dark end, but not the, the very dark pitch black in a real small area. It's a real short period, it's not three hours. (laughs) And it's definitely not the length of time at the Messiah's death that happened all over the land of uh, the Mediterranean,
6: yes. So I wonder, that's always puzzled me how you feel darkness, but maybe it's such darkness that there was like there's no sun or I mean, maybe it was so cold or something it was painful that they yeah. felt it.
0: Well, yeah, it would have to be if there's no sun. They say that whenever there's major volcanoes and, and that ash plume goes up, that all of, I mean, it 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 changes the temperature of the earth and it drops degrees. So, yeah, uh, everything's got it. Can you imagine no sun for three days? What would happen here? We're already, what, 73 and it drops down to 50-something at night If we didn't have any sun for three days, that low is going to keep dropping each night, going to keep going down. So you're, you're going to feel it. Yes.
1: When I think of this idea of it being so dark that you can feel it, I think of this term in psychology called seasonal affective disorder, where people who are, who have limited view of the sun in the winter seasons, they get depressed because they don't have access to the sunlight. So, I mean, it seems like it's possible that if there's an extended amount of light exposed that you could feel
0: it. Yeah, it would be very intense. Now, how many of you know that the earth is gonna experience that again? (laughs) I I don't know about you, but I wanna be the ones that have the light and not in the dark. (laughs) Where do we have a hand up over here? Oh, yes, go ahead.
6: Um, I know someone that went through like a really spiritually dark time and they, like, the world didn't go dark, but they described it as a darkness you can feel. So when I hear that, I tend to think of it's not only just dark here, but there's like a spiritual oppression, like you feel something that's dark.
0: So, and that's another interesting thought. So what if, like it was mentioned, uh, John talked about, the darkness at creation, what if it was a darkness associated with pure evil? Yeah, that gets scary, doesn't it?
1: I did experience feeling darkness. Is they don't do it anymore, but it was probably, I don't know, David, 30 years ago or more. went down to the bottom of the mine in Bisbee. And at that time, we had had a gentleman taking us down who owned that shaft. And when we got down to the bottom, and it makes me nervous to talk about it, he turned out the lights, all the lights. I could not, if I put my hand... Like that, I could not see my hand. You lose direction, sense of direction, you don't know, up from down, sideways from backward. And it presses in on you. Uh, it, it can be felt.
0: Now and what would have happened if you had been experiencing that three days?
1: I will never go back in that mind. Yeah. <laughs> One time for for probably less than 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, 10
0: seconds and you never want to be there again so you can imagine the Egyptians experiencing it for three days they're ready to follow this God wherever he goes as I read here in uh, 23 it says they did not see one another nor,
4: nor did anyone rise from his place for three days I mean it doesn't mention here but I mean I would imagine everybody would be in chaos it, but it doesn't describe that. Well, I you, would be in total fear.
0: If you couldn't, if you could, as Deborah says, if you couldn't even see your hand in front of your nose, that means they're not going to to where they would normally go to the bathroom. Can it's all happening right where they're laying or sitting. That's it, that's it. Where you, when it went dark, wherever you were, that's where you're going to be for three days. Can be
2: physical
0: blindness. It'd be like blindness. Yes.
2: Be like
0: a physical blindness. Yeah very well could be it's still pretty rough
7: um so
4: kavod i think means the like glory and glory also has a weightiness conversely i think evil and i have experienced it in dreams where i've been oppressed there's a heaviness there's a a weight to that evil yeah and it was only through that that i came to understand the need for the light and our Yahweh.
0: <laughs> that is an awesome description of they're experiencing that darkness that she just mentioned for three days, and they're seeing light. Can you imagine how bad that now they want the light? And they, they, they may be thinking, boy, when they walk out of here, we could go into another stage of darkness. How long will it be? We don't want to be there. We've, we've got to follow this God. He is it. So, yes. Any other thoughts? Uh, one here, one more.
3: Just seeing all of the chickens roam around here made me think about that—that that we're all talking about, maybe what the people have went through during this darkness. But <laughs> not to mention the animals in their lands and whatnot. The, like someone just described, it must have been chaos all of the chickens and cows and cattle that they must have had going through that darkness as well, just being so confused of what the heck is going on right now.
0: Could you imagine and, them yeah. freaking out, not being able to crow in the morning and, uh, you know, to, exactly. to do the, like we hear every morning,
7: Good
0: Morning, you know, the ticker in their head is like, hey, wait a minute, the sun should be coming up, and it's not, what's going on here?
7: Yeah, Deborah, I've been in a mine as well. We went back about 350 feet in a gold mine, and we decided to turn off all lights, and it's hard to breathe. There was something that affected you to where you felt a heaviness even in the air, and your breath was different. Yeah, and you're afraid to even go back down in, I know. Yeah. Wow.
0: Very what interesting.
7: Is,
4: what is it? It's, it relates to the same. I read something at one point what you know, with George Lucas and his sound studio and stuff like that. They had such a studio that was so soundproof that they could only work for so long because they were hearing their blood and everything within their body, where it's like it drove them kind of crazy, so they couldn't work for long periods of time. And Oof. it's different, but I wow. would imagine some of the same relationship with complete darkness, you're only left with you, you know, in your own mind, with nothing to see or anything to, to even wow. make out pictures. Wow. You know? Oof.
7: I think it would have been hard for the cows because you couldn't milk them because of the dark and they can't milk themselves.
0: Yeah, what would that be like? I know when we had goats, I'd get up to go to work in the morning and I'm coming out of the house and all I see is bottom teeth. (laughs) Me. Milk me.
6: (laughs) Okay, speaking of animals, over in the mines, they said when they took the mules down into the mine they could never bring him out because they would never go back. Ooh. So
2: they were in the darkness. If they brought him out to light, they could not make those mules go back in. Whoa. That's how bad it is.
0: Oh, wow. they is they never
1: let them back out and they went blind.
0: Wow. That We're getting a really good picture of this darkness.
1: I think um, when he sensed the darkness, I think it's a, a separation. Um, from Yah, because he then acknowledged Yah. Like Jonah, when he was, you know, in the bottom of the well, or the fish serpent, dragon. The dragon. dragon. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that darkness, that separation.
3: Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, very much so.
6: I'm curious, like, you know, everything is going on at the very moment, you know, darkness. And I'm curious how many Egyptians were. You know, had a change of heart. You know, in that in that moment, just experiencing what's going on. It's darkness. Like, my my idols aren't here to say. You know, you're you're just what what type of mentality or or what type of uh, you know what were they how would I say what were they going through or what did they change? They say, you know what, you know what, I don't wanna I don't wanna follow you, Pharaoh. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go with these guys. And,
0: you know. <laughs> We know that there's change because some of the Egyptians are already starting to obey and do the things. They're putting their cattle away. They're doing the things to... Because they're realizing it's going to happen. He's, we've already seen so many evidences of it happening just as he said. And so they're starting to obey. And when you do the math on how many of the men, you start seeing the numbers. And so we've we've kind of done calculations as a, as a fellowship. There had to have been a lot. If if not 500,000 had to been way, way up there in numbers. Maybe even a million that came out of Egyptians. Because think about it. I mean, there, I mean, you would have to be totally... I mean, but you know that not everybody is, is as hard as Pharaoh is. There's going to be people go, yep, yeah, this is it. This is the way. What I think
4: is, too, some of the, maybe the... A simple application for us that we see, it's spoken a lot. Uh, you do have this contrast. So when people that you know from work or whatever, they're going through some harsh times, and if they're going to be looking towards you for a guidance and, a, and advice. So that goes back to the being the light
0: ultimately for others. Yeah, quick, call that guy, Ralphie. I, 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 you know, hey, we heard he's got light.
3: It makes me wonder that
1: if it was only dark where the Egyptians were, if it was dark everywhere but where the Israelites were.
0: So yes, where the Israelites were was light, and all the rest of the land was dark. By the way, so there is a temple in Egypt where, you've heard me mention this, this Zodiac circle. It's the um, the oldest Zodiac that has been drawn, written, or carved on earth that they know of. And so it's on the ceiling of this temple in Egypt. And it's called the, I think it's called the Hathor Temple anyway. So whenever Israel sees this total eclipse that's going to happen in 2027, guess where the totality of that eclipse is going to be? In Egypt at this spot. It's gonna go right over Egypt. And it's gonna be dark in Egypt. Now it won't be three days because it's a it's an eclipse, but there's gonna be a darkness in Egypt in twenty twenty seven. And Israel will see the darkness, and it's gonna happen at noontime. The sun will go down at noon for, for Israel and all the rest of the people in that area. So very interesting thing. Comment over here.
6: Speaking of the uh, eclipse in Egypt, I think the second half of the um, Great American Eclipse, I think it happened in 2017, and then seven years later, 2024, um, it's gonna go over a new Egypt in, uh, I think, Illinois or Missouri. Yeah,
0: interesting, isn't it?
6: Yeah.
0: He's talking about the one that happens in 2024. Uh, The first one was in 17. They're seven years apart. The one in Egypt in 2027, another one seven years later in 2034 happens and goes across. Israel will see it as well, and so there's those two happening. The the X that those two, so the, this X happens over Cairo or something like that in Illinois, some some place like Cairo in Illinois, and the X of the one in the the two that are going to be happening in 1724 where the two cross over is in uh, real close to Mecca in Saudi Arabia. Yes.
1: I feel sad for those donkeys that have to go down inside the mine and then they never come out. That's, That's kind rep- of scary. <laughs> yeah. That they have to die and that the miners leave their own donkeys down there. That's Amen. kind of creepy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Any other thoughts before we move on? Yes, here.
3: I cannot imagine just
0: people going insane because of this stuff.
6: (laughs) It's funny to me, man.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be a reality whenever it happens again. It's going to be a reality for the whole world. Okay. All right. Let's move to, if there's no other comments or questions, let's move to, um, oh, I want to mention verse 25. I read it a while ago. And Moshe said, But you will give us whole burnt offerings and sacrifices that we shall make to Yahuwah Elohim. Our animals will go with us. We shall not leave behind hoof, for from them we shall take to serve Yahuwah Elohim. But we do not know how we shall worship him when we get there. So, the hardening takes place, and oh, we're reaching the end here. And then Moses says, Pharaoh says, Don't come before me. I don't want to see your face again. And in reality, Moses is basically basically saying, yep, you're right. You have spoken it. I shall no longer appear before you. And so what's the next time that he's going to see his face? Huh? Huh? Well, it's going to be at the death of the
6: firstborn, yeah.
0: All right. Any other comments or thoughts before we close?
6: Yes, Dan. I was just thinking about all the people that came out of Egypt, Israelites and Egyptians, and I was thinking of the heart soils in Matthew 13, how one just didn't receive it at all, Pharaoh, and some received it with joy, and others over time, the cares of this life come in and so forth. But I just think of all these people that came out. They know who he is, but only two go into the promised land.
0: It was yeah, a short, it was
6: a short-lived repentance again. Yes. Right.
0: Yeah. And it shows the power of sin. Yeah. The, the 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 what pulls man into walking away is very strong, and that's going to be destroyed. That's going to be the final redemption when that no longer reigns in any of us. Amen. All right. Uh, we're Polly has a comment, and so we're eating Oneg at, uh, is it 5.30? Okay. So I won't do the blessings now. We'll just do the Shabbat Shalom.
1: Maybe do the blessing now so then when we have it there, we could eat. I don't know. Okay, we'll just wait then. We'll wait that for everybody them. Everybody knows. Yeah. So it was, this might have already been touched on, but the fact that they couldn't just worship where they were, that they couldn't just silently yes. meditate and, you know, do this silently where they were that it was important that what worship looked like was not just something quietly they could do between them and the Father, that it was an open um, display that needed to take place outside of where they were at.
0: And Dan mentions this several times about the cleanness. So could they do it there in the midst of all that idolatry and all of this uncleanness in the land? The way God wanted to be worshipped, he not only needed to bring them out to a clean place, but he had to have them pass through water so that an immersion, a, a washing, could take place at the Red Sea. So very that, interesting. That's inter- that
4: reminds me, and it should remind all of us, and even our Christian brothers, how he's proclaimed the place. You know, very specific. Yes. And right now, the last place he spoke of is Jerusalem yes so it should be just as important to our Christian brothers and sisters and important to us because that's where he establishes his name and the Torah goes out forth amen I have one last comment
3: I was thinking that maybe the reason why Yahuwah didn't want the Israelites to worship him in Egypt was because it was there was a lot of
0: sin and evil there amen that's kind of what we're thinking good word, huh Who did? Okay, Jenny. One last comment. We'll take Jenny and then we'll close.
7: By going out to worship and doing the sacrifice, they're confirming through their actions their faith in God. And it's hard to confirm your actions and your words unless you act on it.
0: Amen. Well said. Would you all stand with me? Father, we thank you for this opportunity to, to read your word and study and learn about the things that have happened in the past that you declare in Revelation and through the prophets, that they're coming back again, that those things are going to happen again, and we're going to experience it. And just for the same purpose that you brought the plagues before, it's going to be for the same purpose that you're bringing in again. You're going to bring the people out. You're going to gather people, and you're going to bring them to the place that you've chosen to place your name. We thank you, Father, for this time. May you be magnified and glorified in all that we do. Yehoshua's name. Amen. And now we get to say Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat 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 Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat 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 Shalom Shabbat Shalom Shabbat Shalom Shabbat 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 Shalom Thank you everybody online, thank you everybody here. Have a blessed rest of your Shabbat, Shabbat, shalom.